Oh, it's on. Boom. Crispy, cold openings, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Covert Show. We're going to make sure that we get this right because we've been doing pretty good on the mathematical stuff on the show as of late. When it comes to getting the shows numbered in order, this is going to be number 79. So, welcome to episode 79 of The Covert Show. It's a Sunday fun day, folks. I mean, this is just one of those... This is one of those days where everybody has mixed feelings about. It's like, oh yeah, Sunday is amazing. Sunday is fantastic. But everybody dreads it because we got to go back to work the next day. Well, you know what? That's why there's Sunday fun day. And that's why we have just a couple of... We still have a cold one on the show. We're getting ready to go. But I normally on my Sunday fun days, and just Sundays in general, like if it's not with people or hanging out, like I will usually still go through... And I guess I kind of got this from my folks. I will go through and I will start cleaning, but kick on some classic country, classic rock. I've got this thing that my family does. We call it Red Deck Karaoke, where we pass a speaker around and we just go through whoever's playing the songs, yada, 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 and we just go through whole genres. It's fun time, fun time for all. But I'll usually just put on a playlist and I'll just start cleaning. Like, I'll throw it on the speaker, I'll just get it cranked up, and then I have like a beer or two while I'm doing it just to kind of get through the day. But we got that going. We got some some venison steaks for me. And if you guys don't like deer, but if you guys are wanting to try to do something different, or even if you guys like wild game, if you got duck, turkey, or I haven't tried it with turkey yet, but if you got duck, elk steaks, venison steaks, or backstrap stuff, marinate it in a salad dressing overnight for 24 hours. You could probably do it for the majority of the day and just let it sit there. I'm doing this for 24 hours. I've got two packs of venison steaks sitting in there. Oh, my gosh. It's about to be amazing. Perfect. So we'll see. We'll get some stuff on for that. But I'm excited. It should be a good time tonight. I'm enjoying it. But without further ado, guys, as I take a quick sip here. Sunday beers hit better. I don't know what it is about it, but a Sunday beer hits. It's just weird. But let me know what you guys' Sunday fun day tasks are. Comment them on our socials. But guys, we got to get through it. It's the new craze. It's the new the new report. And that is the meteorology report sponsored. Not really, but we really wish it was. Sponsored by Bush Latte. Now, if you guys are chilling in the middle of Iowa, you guys are enjoying yourselves on a Sunday fun day. Kick back in a lawn chair. Get up. Get out some nice clothes and just go sit. Enjoy your day because, folks, it's going to be in the mid-50s or in the mid-40s today. It's a high of 44. And for the rest of the week, for all of you guys saying, well, is the warm weather going to stick around? Is it going to hop back to the cold? Hell no, it ain't. We got 47 on Monday around here in southeast Iowa, 50 on Tuesday, 55, and mostly sunny on Wednesday. Of course, the day that it's like 60 degrees, there's a chance of freaking rain. But it's rain. It's not snow. We can't complain. Then the rest of the week looks pretty nice as well. Just reports around. I mean, looking at if you, for all of our Midwest listeners out there, Nebraska is going to have more 50-degree weather in the middle of the week as well for everybody out there. I mostly got Iowa and Nebraska. We don't really have any winter warnings or any weather warnings as of late right now. But I can kind of look it up here. If we're if we're really getting into this, we need like a chroma key behind us and just a green screen for a full meteorology report. Weather across the nation, huh? Let's see what this let's see what this Google search gets us. Weather across the US. Bada bing, bada boom. National forecast maps. 
You did not help me at all. No, we don't want you. A weather surface map. Here we go. I just know. Can you give me... Is it trying to weather across the U.S.? I just want you to tell me what the weather is. What is the weather like throughout the U.S.? This isn't helping me. I feel so lost. I'm butchering our our new segment today. Oh, how could I forget? That's the most important part. It's ground. It was Groundhog Day a couple of days ago on February second to be. To be on the datehood, and I, I will I will make sure that I am right on this because I always forget. Yes, Groundhog Day was on February 2nd. Guess what, folks? He didn't see his shadow. Poxitani Phil said, we're going to get spring, and it's going to be early this year. I'm here for it. I'm ready to go. Give me some spring. I need my baseball back. I need turkey hunting back. I need... I need to be able to actually go out in shorts again. I need to go hit the links with the boys and go golfing a little bit. I need spring. It's what I live for. Granted, I'm not too terrible in the cold, but it's just that's what I like to do. I like the spring weather. I like the summer weather. Once it gets kind of that hottish, yeah, yeah, okay, I still enjoy it because mostly I'll go to the river or I'll go just chill with some friends and family. But otherwise... That's about it for the weather. We're getting back up into just kind of the moderate, nice weather, which honestly, like I said, and I'm probably going to end up jinxing this here, um, we have not had a lot of just crap winter weather. I mean, like, we've had days of, we had the days last week where there was fog warnings across pretty much the entire U.S., but I mean, still, we really haven't had that bad of weather when it comes to Iowa, especially. Like, I know there's been times where it's been bad, or the Midwest in general, but I think for a lot of people across the U.S., they're like saying, oh, this winter's not bad. And then you got all your your scientists and everybody, your um, environmentalists, I guess, whatever, going, there's a global warming crisis. It's not going to be good. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'm just going with the flow. If the Earth decides it wants to do its whole thing of getting rid of the disease, if you guys have seen the movie Kingsman, where, like, the earth is heating up because we're so overpopulated and everything like that, and it's trying to make itself sick. If it wants to do that, then fine. Like, if it's just going to overheat, oh, well. I mean, there's not going to stop it. I mean, you're talking about trying to stop a freaking planet from overheating itself and trying to, like, how are we going to stop that? So, anyways, that's my little rant for the day. But, guys, Sunday Fun Day is here. We're recording this episode on February 4th, and we don't really have, like, this was kind of one of the things where JC and I were talking about after the last show. We were talking about, like, we want to really kind of branch out, so we're not doing a whole lot of sports for you guys. We're not doing a whole lot of, like, the normal topics that we do. We kind of want to keep it fun, inviting, and then get into sports topics, because I know you guys still love that, and I know you guys love our randomness on the show, so that's kind of what we're going to do. Today is we got an opportunity to do so. Hockey was taking its break on the All-Star all-star round there. We don't really talk about the NBA a lot. And if we if you guys really want us to talk about the NBA, we can do that. But I'm sorry. I got to say it. When did the NBA start becoming just this flop fest cry baby? It looks like I'm watching soccer. When they get kicked 
on the shin or they get pushed and they just literally fall down and you hit your shoulder but you're holding your knee. When did the NBA become this? Like, it baffles me how this really goes on. I saw LeBron the other day get hit in the eye. Granted, that's not comfortable. But it was like across the face and it didn't even look like it got him good. And he's sitting there whining. And then all of a sudden there's all of this going on where um, a player for the Cavs handed the ball to the official. And the official took it. And then she teed him up for no reason. What? Like if you watch the video, he literally just like tosses her the ball like she's moving forward to him the official is she's walking towards him and he just tosses her the ball and then just gets teed up for it if I'm missing something here on how that game was going before of just how bad his attitude was then yeah okay uh, you can call me on that that's fine but it doesn't look like there was shit going on he handed her the damn ball (laughs) like I mean what is going on And everybody's doing flops and everything. I think I saw one of the best things the other day. Actually, no, it was yesterday. I was watching college basketball. I was going through my TikTok, going through, going through. And I found where, I think it was the the Knicks and the Lakers. One of the defenders was going up as LeBron was driving, and he got got called for the foul on LeBron. Duh, everybody's going to get called. It's LeBron. But he goes up to the official, and he goes, dude, I know you can't see that. I know you can't see that. And the official's like, oh, come on, man. He goes, you got to have a microscope or x-ray vision to see that. And he goes, and he looks up at the scoreboard, and he's, like, contemplating for half a second and turns around and goes, now, I know I pushed him. I know I pushed it. That's a good call. But you can't see that. And it just walks away. It's like, that right there, that is what I want. You can joke about it to the official in some aspects. But it's like, dude, there's, I don't even know, the NBA and the NFL – have kind of gotten on everybody's on this rant of the officials are really shady. They're making calls. They're doing all this, controlling games. I'm just like, can we stop with the crybaby bullshit, please? It is annoying. It is so annoying that everybody just wants sports now. Freaking everybody's flopping to get calls in basketball now. It's like, I saw, um, I was just on TikTok before getting on the show, and I saw a North Carolina um, women's basketball player. She was dribbling down the court. Virginia Tech gal stood in front of her, literally got trucked, took the charge, got the foul. What happened to that kind of fouls? But then you can't do anything of that because then it's going to be a flagrant. And that's what LeBron was crying on when he got hit in the face, that it was a flagrant one or a flagrant two, whatever. I'm not that big into basketball in the NBA. I'm just like, dude, you got the foul call. What does it matter? He wasn't trying to purposely smoke you in the eye from behind and sucker punch you and do all that kind of shit. No, he literally just fouled you so you wouldn't make the shot. And you're whining because it wasn't called a certain type of foul. Grow up. You're making millions of dollars. You're an icon for kids. Seriously, what are we doing? It just pisses me off to the point of like every, all these stars are making so like, it's all going down of everybody's kind of making their own money, making their own decisions. Like, sports has kind of become this, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I get more pissed off at the fact that everybody's whining for all of this shit. And they think it's supposed to go their way because of the name on the back or the team that they play for. It's like, dude, I would much rather have officials that call 
fouls on you as if you were just a Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy type of person instead of them having fouls called against you because your name is LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, all of this kind of stuff. That's what I want. I want officials that are actually going to call it right and actually do it. And if you get offended by it, oh, well, you're the player. Do better. I'm the official. I made the call. I'm still making money and probably making decent money as an official. I'm not an official, though. Honestly, I hate that. I would hate that job. I was watching the Iowa State-Baylor game last night. Also, fantastic finish, and we'll talk about that. But the official was going up there, and they were like, these guys have one of the hardest jobs ever, and they started incorporating the mic on replays now for challenges and stuff like that, which, one, I like because I agree with the broadcasters. One, it helps them out and figure out what's going on so they can actually, instead of taking a guess, they actually know what's going on. But, two, it helps the people kind of know. And granted, everybody's like, well, the rules analysts do that too. It's like the rules analysts in college football and football are freaking idiots. I hate it. This is also turning into a Nick Ran hour, and I am so sorry. <laughs> the rules analysts in, in football, I just get so annoyed by them because they have to go with how the call is. None of them ever say, well, I think that's personally, it should be labeled as a catch. Like, no. Get out of here. Do it right. If you guys are going to be the rules analyst, you have no bias in the game. If you guys are going to be a rules analyst in sports and you guys are going to get put on screen, on TV, you have no bias So why are we agreeing with everything? There was targeting calls back in college football this season where the rules analyst was like, uh, I don't believe that this was targeting. He tilts his head, turns it. Every single rule on the side of the screen said it was targeting. He goes, no, nah, he dipped his head. The rudder was already falling down. This was just him coming in to make the attack. It's like, dude, it says it right here. I'm reading it. I am watching the play. And I've seen targeting get called for a lot worse. I'm very animated right now if you can't tell. But anyways, officiating is hard. I will give you that. Officiating, umpiring, anytime if that you are a rule enforcer for a game in sports. I guess in life, too. Now it really has become, anytime you enforce rules, it sucks. But in sports, oh my god, I can't do it. Dude, I was even umpiring like 12 U games. I did it like two summers ago when I was back home from college. I was helping out a coach because he needed an umpire. I was terrified. It's like, I have I have thick skin. You can say all you want to me. Like, I, I can get away with that. But it's like, dude, I make one bad call. This parent starts going. This parent starts going. This parent starts going. I'm like, I go down a list of... I'm dealing with five other different teams here, and I'm the only umpire for the day. It's it's brutal, man. Like, I, I respect it, but also at the same time, it's like, as long as you're not Angel Hernandez and just strictly hated as an official, I think you're okay. Like, you'll have bad calls here and there. Everybody does. Like, it is, it's only been done once in a playoff game where an umpire has gone perfect. And that was like a year ago. So props to you. But two, I don't even know what the hell goes on. Like, I get, and like, people were sending, I watched, um, I was seeing something about it. They were sending the Bills kicker death threats after he missed the field goal. Referees and officials will get death threats. It's like, guys, it's not that deep. And you're going to look at me and say, well, we put money on that game. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. 
that you put money on that game. It's a sporting event. It's a competition. You bet on something to happen that didn't happen. They didn't win. But because you lost your money because this thing didn't happen, you got to go send this person a death threat. What? Where's the logic in that? Oh, my gosh. Sports fans will do anything. I swear, we are one of the most psychotic groups of people ever. It's like, it's so bad. Like, you'll have traditions. You'll have every single day. You wake up in the morning, and this is not what I do, so don't follow this. But sports fans are psychotic. Hear me out on that. Because sometimes you'll have guys or gals wake up every morning on NFL Sunday or whatever day of their college sport team or professional team, and they'll do the exact same situation. If they've won, it's like, oh, yep, we got to do this, 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 and then now we're ready for the day. And then they'll put on their game day gear. We paint our faces like war paint and go out to games. We dress up in the weirdest of shit. Shoulder pads with spikes on it, which every team seems to have. And I find that funny because there's not a lot. Not a lot of teams need the spikes, but everybody's got them. We'll go shirtless to games. We'll do... Massive amounts of stuff for games, Super Bowl parties, playoff parties, all this. We'll cook for everybody. We will literally sit there, break TVs, break everything for this. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. If you really look at it, sports fans are psychotic. But it's fun. Everybody loves it. I guess that's me trying to kind of be a hold for us is we just kind of love it. (sighs) Oh. Sports fans really are crazy, man. Like, Buffalo Bills Mafia jumping on tables on fire. Guys are nuts. Absolutely nuts. Guys that will go sit out shirtless in 30-degree weather during a college or pro football game. Nuts. Now, granted, if you have a fireball blanket, and for those of you, okay, here's one. Since we're on our dive of randomness here, um... If anybody doesn't know what a fireball blanket is, please let me know because I was I was literally like I was talking with somebody and not to throw them under the bus or anything, but I realized that my terminology whenever I start talking to people, I will bring in topics of everything. So like my friend groups, I will bring in stuff that we say and, and assume that people get it or I've heard it before and they don't. And that's totally fine because that's on me. I get that 100%. It's I'm not trying to poke fun. I'm not trying to do this, like call you stupid for it. Like I'm, I'm just literally saying it's like I will bring in stuff into a conversation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this. And they're like, huh? So I brought up the, conver- or the topic of a fireball blanket. And for those of you who do not know, on the show, you've seen me probably wear the T-shirt. Although we got the, the Bush Light T-shirt, a.k.a. please sponsor us. But I will... We've talked about it in my friend group that we go to Okaboji with every year. We call it the fireball blanket. If you're going to go outside and drink on a cold night, you take a couple of fireball shooters and you take that, and then it warms you right up because everybody knows that fireball will leave you nice and toasty and warm. It's cinnamon. It's whiskey. It'll do that to you. It's like drinking a tequila shot, and you get hot after you drink a tequila shot. That's what that feeling is. So that's the fireball blanket. Okay? Got it? Good. I tried to explain that, and I had no idea where I went wrong because I was like, it's a blanket of fireball. So if anybody has never had a fireball blanket, pretty much all it is is just taking a shot. Then you go out when it's cold. 
And honestly, it freaking works. If you take multiple shots of Fireball, you're feeling all fuzzy and feeling all warm. And for those of you who don't like Fireball and don't know what I'm talking about, you might want to try it. But doing all that stuff, it's like, unless you've got that certain specific type of stuff going on, then you don't, like, sports fans just go nuts. It's like, especially if your team hasn't won a championship in years, you guys go apeshit. The Lions, Lions fans were going apeshit. Cubs fans back in 2016, going apeshit. Washington fans were about to go apeshit. Michigan Wolverine fans went apeshit. Baylor fans yesterday were going apeshit. Ape shit. All of that. And we'll hop into some college basketball there. But I got a couple of other just random topics still to go through on this here as I need a refreshment. Holy shit. Oh, it's been such a great day to just kind of enjoy. We're just, we'll do some Snapchats across. Oh, my goodness. But, folks, it's just been been a good day been nice and easy super super laid back I went to bed late last night got up this morning we were trying to get some stuff set up for the podcast and of course both of us having connection issues so if you're wondering why Nick's just been going solo I should have specified that at the beginning of the episode but we were going through the work week and we had to keep pushing this episode back because originally we were supposed to record on um what was it I think we said Friday night first and then Friday kind of pushed it back to Saturday or pushed it back to today or yesterday because both of us were getting up to go work yesterday morning so we decided hey we're recording late we might as well just get some sleep for the morning and we pushed it back and then last night we decided midday we decided yeah let's do it on a Sunday because we haven't done a Sunday episode before and so we're just doing it here and of course the day that we push it back we can't connect with each other because that's just what we do we are running with that because this podcast can never be easy for us, and we we know it's funny, but at the same time, like, we just wish it could be easy. One day, one time, where it's super smooth, nothing goes totally wrong, easy, done, huh. So we're recording this on a Sunday, but where was I going with a couple of these? Oh, on the topic of Fireball, I'm going on tangents here, so bear with me. We were... Again, I I get all my ideas from TikTok, and they're not all my ideas. But we were going with it, and I was scrolling through, and I found somebody. It was a bartender pouring shots. The shot is called Fire and Ice. Half of the shot is Fireball, and if you don't know what this is, don't ever attempt to drink it. Although, if you really want to, I'm going to try this shot. Because I do love both of these mixed, or these separately as shots. Fireball and Rumplements. Now, if somebody is wondering what the hell Rumplements is, you poor innocent soul, because you have not experienced pain of drinking it. Because holy shit. Rumplements is good when you are already drunk because it very, very strong and it's just not good. Now, for the bachelor party that my buddy had, we were drinking Rumplements like it was water, mostly because we were idiots. But that's also where guys, what do you expect? But she mixed on this shot. It is Fireball and Rumplements. 
I want to see if we can do that shot. If you guys want to see it happen, we'll do it. If you guys want to see putting myself through that much pain of drinking both those together and seeing the reaction, we'll do it. Let us know what you guys want to see. So, without further ado on that, TikTok has just kind of been on my mind today. I was focused on this. There is a TikTok that I made a comment on. I don't think I'd ever laugh so hard on a TikTok post in my freaking life. And if anybody doesn't hasn't seen this trend going around, or the guys that make fun of it, there's like all these trends going around where these attract, like it, it's kind of the German things that are, they're doing, but they will put attractive women in this commercial and then we'll do like the SMR with these like Aston Martins, Jeeps, whatever, and they'll do this and this is going to make me cringe so hard, but they're like, chips. And then they'll, like, run their nails across the car. Or they'll, like, slam the door, front door, back door. And they'll do all this stuff. And it, it's so, I don't know why. But then you'll have the military guys that'll make fun of it with their armored Humvees and slamming doors and stuff. Well, this one type of video was having this gal literally do, like, a standing, she will pretty much do a handstand, but she'll, like, put her legs through the window of the car to get into the car because everybody knows that, Flexible people like to just do random shit. So she does this, and she gets into the car perfectly. This guy tries to do it, and he's a blue-collar man, a huskier individual. I should, he's just a big dude, like big brawling dude. Like He's just a straight, looks like a Midwesterner, just built off of corn and everything else. He tries to do it and epically fails. And this whole video had me rolling because you see the cuts in between it. And I'll see if I can actually get the TikTok on here. But, oh, my gosh. Oh. If you guys listen to this, go look on TikTok for this video. The guy who did the video is um, Sergeant Billet. That's S-G-T-B-I-L-L-E-T-T on TikTok. Go look at it. It's funnier than hell. It is his pinned video. It has 1.7 million views. The top comment on it is your boys. Take a look at that. That is the top comment on that video. 8,000 likes. We got it. And this was the amount of real pain in this video makes it so much funnier because you just see him hit the car, hit the ground, roll, but it's in transition with all of this in the video. So we'll take a look at that there. I'm kind of proud of this. That's my quick flex and my quick claim to fame, I guess I could say. So there you go. Go check this video out. It's funnier than shit. So without further ado, we're going to keep moving along here on the show. We got just plenty to go for you. But we're going to restart the good old camera getting some clips for you. Hopefully we got enough because, I mean, this might just be like kind of a short episode for us today because going solo, I really don't want to drag it out for you guys for like an hour and a half because I don't have that much to talk about today. But we'll hop into some hop into some college basketball. That was kind of the randomness of the show. So if you guys enjoyed that, you're welcome. All right, college basketball going on yesterday, Saturday, was huge. First of all, if you guys are Nebraska fans out there, Nebraska at home at the Pinnacle Bank Arena, freaking outstanding, got another Big Ten win, upsetting Wisconsin on 
Friday night in a huge matchup. Took down the number six Wisconsin Badgers and now puts Nebraska kind of back on top in that Big Ten standing point. We'll go through the Big Ten standings here in a second. But if you guys are waiting to pay attention on today, why does that say January? Hello? What the hell just happened? I have no idea what's going on with that. That was really weird. That was really weird. My computer broke that down. Thursday was the game. Thursday was the Husker game. Nebraska wins in overtime, 86-72. to And C.J. Welcher for Nebraska, 22 points, but that was 22 bench points. He came off the bench, and uh, did, Wilcher did that. Pretty much, Nebraska was shooting absolutely just ice cold. I mean, they couldn't hit shots. We're not able to get anything to fall. Wisconsin had a 16-point lead at halftime. Largest lead deficit to come back from for Nebraska. And they now have... Another top t- top 10 opponent down. First time they have beaten three top 10 opponents at home since 1957. So, that's huge. Nebraska ends up now making their way through the standings. As we look at the Big Ten right now, Purdue is number one. They're 9-2 and two overall. Wisconsin, 8-2. and two. Illinois, 7-3. and three. Nebraska sits at four, tied at six and five. The Big Ten standings should get updated here shortly as well. And then also just college basketball rankings normally get put through on Sundays and they get updated. So Nebraska moving up in the world. Big Ten is starting to really kick into, into some good conference play here. If you're looking for games yesterday, if you were an Iowa State fan, oh boy, howdy. You guys can't get mad at this. And I saw somebody say this. I strictly saw it. He goes, the fan says, I cannot be mad. Iowa State had the same lead that Wisconsin did. Iowa State was coming out, and Baylor wasn't shooting good. Baylor was not playing good. It was number 12 versus number 18, and this it was just a total mess. Baylor was turning the ball over. Iowa State was actually getting shots off, and I'll go through the box score here just to kind of get you some idea of how this game went yesterday. Can I actually on ESPN get through this, please? I just want to see it. I just want to see it. There we go. Okay. So, in the box score here, as we go through it. Give me a second here. I'm trying to get trying to get through on this here. So, the entirety of it, Baylor scored 40 points against Iowa. Iowa State in the first half. It was 40 to 28. So Baylor comes out with a huge commanding lead. Everybody's thinking, oh, yeah, that's going to be a cakewalk. Iowa State ends up scoring 40, flips that number on them in the second half. Baylor only scores 30. So it's pretty much the same scoring, just flipped. But at the same time, Iowa State started getting hot. They start making shots, coming back, able to kind of put some pressure on the Bears. Baylor was turning the ball over, not really getting anything to fall. Defensively, also, as well, first time in. His 21 years of coaching, the Baylor head coach gets ejected. Tossed. Bye. Done. Whole entire bench gets teed up. I think a couple of players ended up getting teed up as well. So now you have an assistant coach having to finish this game out. As it was already down, coming down to the wire in this. Long story short, Baylor gets a couple of free throws 
to get a lead. Iowa State drives down the court, ties the game up, takes a lead. Baylor comes running down the court, and their top player ends up going up 4-2 with, I think it was 10 seconds left. Or no, it was like two seconds left. Goes up for it, gets fouled, gets the and one. So now it is a tie game, one point, or tie game, and they take the lead. Now here's where everything gets interesting. There was a one-on-one opportunity for a free throw within, I believe, I believe that comes with the two seconds. So I got mixed up. Sorry for this long-winded story. It was psychotic at how this game was. Free throw for Baylor goes off, bricks out. Iowa State rebounds, but if you know anything about basketball, the clock does not start until a player touches the ball. No player had touched the ball yet, and they started the clock. When they stopped it, they went and looked at the runoff. So, and this is where they were talking about how referees in college basketball, or just referees and officials in general, get so scrutinized for all this, is because they have to go back through and look at all of this, and even if they get the call wrong, everybody boos them, regardless because of what side you're on. Iowa State had every opportunity to put this game away and put it on ice. They did not. Turnovers, sloppy play, bad shots. I will say that. Iowa State took a few bad shots yesterday coming down the stretch that if they would have moved the ball around, took their time a little bit, it would have been a different story. But anyways, they get down there, and then um, it was 1.2 seconds left is what they went at because they went with a five-second run, or they went with the five runoff, that they had, the .5 runoff, and then they also went at where the clock stopped after they had called the time, or called the stoppage of play. So they went off that, and it was 1.2 seconds left on the clock. Iowa State inbounds, get it to their big man, he lets out a three, banks it off and in at the buzzer for the 71-70 to lead and win. The shot was not counted multiply, or mainly, why did I say multiply? Mainly because... The shot was not good because he didn't get the shot off in time, and you can clearly see it. But Iowa State fan, this Iowa State fan, I am so proud of you for saying this, is basically we beat ourselves and we didn't make shots. We couldn't do anything of that. That's not on the officials. That's not on anything. And I 100% agree with that because there was a there was an out-of-bounds call that went against Baylor or went against Iowa State that was supposed to be Baylor basketball. You went and looked at the replay because guy try, or defender for Iowa State tried to pick the pocket of the Baylor Point guard never touched the ball, but he hit his hand. But you can't call it a foul unless it was originally called a foul on the floor in the game. So you can't call a foul on replay. Play gets turned over. Iowa State goes on a run. Long-winded story of that. If you guys didn't watch that game last night, I didn't explain it good enough. I'm so sorry because that you missed a thriller in Manila on that one. Iowa State ends up taking the L on that one. So sorry, Cyclone fans. The Baylor Bears still on top of... The Cyclones. But I will say this here. This is one of those things where it's funny. I don't even know what the hell I just clicked on on my laptop. But I did, I clicked on something. If you want to look at this Iowa State team. I saw this the other day. This Iowa State gives me 2015 Iowa State vibes. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. That was the year that they had Niang. And Iowa State was a potential top four seed. And they ended up falling to UAB in the first round. I had Iowa State that year going to the Sweet 16. I had them actually going all the way to the Final Four. Because this Iowa State team was that good. They were, the Hilton Magic is a real thing, man. 
It, it honestly is. Hilton magic is a real freaking thing. And it's so funny that um, I had a, I had a girlfriend back in high school that said that she was an Iowa State fan. And she went to, she ended up going to Iowa State. And she, all of her family went to Iowa State. But the Hilton Magic thing is real. I went to an Iowa State basketball game a couple, or about a year ago. Hilton Magic is real. They beat Kansas State. Kansas the other day. Beat Kansas. This Iowa State team has put again put on a resume this year that is actually unreal. Like, this is such a, a fantastic resume. Besides the loss to Texas A&M, which when Texas A&M was ranked 12th, they have a loss to Oklahoma. So there's two ranked losses. Ranked win over Houston when Houston was number two. That was at home at the or er, at Hilton. Lost to BYU on the road, who was ranked. That one, still close loss to, to BYU. TCU on the road, ranked. Win. Kansas, at home. Win. Baylor, on the road. Loss by two. The losses are close. Losses are within 12 points, which is huge. Now you have Texas coming up on the road. This Texas Longhorn team is still not the Texas team that it was a year ago, two years ago, to where they were really moving the ball around, had their good, um, excuse me, good shooting guards. Shaka Smart has been gone, I think, for two years now on that Texas roster. He's coaching at Marquette. But this Texas team is still good. They're still deadly. It's just a matter of can they get their shots up. Iowa State right now, for you guys, just control the ball, control pace of play. That was the biggest thing that I thought against Baylor was as soon as you start pushing that momentum and you really start getting going, if they move faster, they don't make as many mistakes. When they start kind of slowing it down and then have to re-pick up the tempo, to me, that's when Iowa State was making the most most turnovers. They weren't taking care of the ball as well, just even on shot placement or shot um, opportunities. Passing, though, Iowa State looks fantastic. This team is really, really good. I love watching this, watching Iowa State basketball. I've never really disliked Iowa State at all when it came to basketball. Like I said, I had them going in the Final Four a couple years back. But you got Texas. It's a tough Texas team. Give you that. You got TCU at home, ranked opponent, number 25, who TCU, I believe, did just lose the other day, right? Let me look here. Because I was watching TCU, Texas Tech. Yeah, TCU took a loss to Texas the other day, but won over Baylor, and they won over Texas Texas Tech. So they're coming off some big wins here. But that Longhorn team, like I said, that was on that was at home in TCU in Fort Worth, and Texas able to get a road win. Also, this might be a strong topic. We'll go through it here, but you got Texas, Texas, TCU, Cincinnati, Texas Tech, and Houston. Four out of those next five games are all ranked, or three out of those next five games are ranked. So, strong schedule coming up here for Iowa State. Also, here's, here's going to be a controversial topic because I want to discuss this and I want to see what people think about it. So, the SEC reigns supreme in college football. Everybody knows that, right? Got the SEC over here, okay? Baseball, SEC pretty much reigns. Men's college basketball, where do we get a reign? I heard this combo on the broadcast last night that the Big 12 is the toughest basketball conference in the country for college. Um, Are we putting that there? I kind of really want to. I really like that statement, and here's my point. The ACC back in the day was one of the toughest conferences you had, and it still is. Do not get me wrong when it comes to this. 
Virginia used to be huge. Ralph Sampson back in the day. You have Michael Jordan at UNC. That North Carolina team, deadly. Coach K, Duke, that was a deadly team. NC State back in the in 85, okay, that's still a round topic. All right? The ACC has had plenty of rain in college basketball. The SEC, everybody knows, is starting to pick it back up. But here, let's take a look at this. Because I want to I wanna hear that. I will, I will fight this one. The Big East. At one point, the Big East was big. We're going to go down the road here. I'm going to count this out because I really want to talk about it. Because I haven't talked college basketball in a while. And I'm not... I'm not the biggest basketball head. I know my basketball, though. As I take a sip here, my apologies. So, we'll go through this. ACC top 10s, or top 25 rankings. North Carolina, Duke. So, there's two. There's two. There's two. ACC is two. Two top 25s. That is shocking. I cannot believe there's only two. Wow, that hurts the soul now. Oh, two top 25, both in the top 10. But also, there was a North Carolina Duke game last night. So that might not be within a top 10 anymore. But you still have two ranked in the top 25. In the SEC, we got to do that. Tennessee. Kentucky, so there's two. Go down the list. Auburn, that's three. Alabama, so four. SEC has four with a couple of top 10s. Being in Kentucky and Tennessee also... Kentucky is favored to actually get back to the national national title spotlight as well. All right. So we'll do Big East because I know that one's a strong conference. Big East, I got UConn up there. They're number one overall in the country. Marquette's up there. That's two. Creighton's in the top 13 or in the top 15. So that's three. Dayton's not in the Big East, are they? No, Dayton's in the A-10. Okay, so there's three, and that is it. Okay, and I'm just going over your big basketball conferences, and I'm going over your big ones. So the Big East has three, or two, right? Creighton, no, three. Creighton, UConn, Marquette. I apologize that this is taking so long, but I'm trying to get these numbers right for you. Big Ten. Big Ten basketball is always a strong powerhouse as well. You got Purdue, that's one. Wisconsin, they're sitting... They will get bumped out of the top 10, but they're sitting there. You got them at number six. That's two going down the list. Illinois having a fantastic year are the Fighting Illini. That's three. They're ranked at 14 in the country, and that rounds it out. So there's three Big Ten teams. Now, Pac-12, you have one, Arizona. We'll throw that one in there. Pac-12, you got one. We'll put you on the board considering the fact that you guys are gone this year. Big 12, college basketball, top 25 teams in there. Houston, that's one. Kansas, that's two. Iowa State, 
That's three. We get you the theme here. Texas Tech, that's four. Baylor, that's five. BYU, just recently added. That's six. Oklahoma, seven. TCU, eight. Do we see where we're going here? The Big 12 has eight teams ranked at the top 25 with numerous. Now Iowa State will move up into the top 10, I would assume, based on um, their winning against Baylor. Or actually, Iowa State's going to drop out. What am I saying? But you have eight teams of the Big 12 ranked in college basketball in the top 25. The ACC has two, SEC with four, Big East three, Big 10 three, Pac-12 one. And that's not including all the other conferences. So let me ask you this again one more time here. With all those numbers, is the Big 12 the toughest basketball pro, or conference in the country? I'm going to go with yes, personally, in my opinion. From what I've been watching, absolutely. If you guys are looking to go through some college basketball this weekend for the rest of it on your Sunday fun day, Couple of games going on right now. I'm going to be tuning in at 5:30 because the Nebraska Cornhuskers got the number thir- or number 14 Illinois Illini on the road in Champaign, Illinois. That game starts at 5:30. Arizona ranked matchup. That one starts at seven o'clock. You've got Arizona versus Stanford. If you guys are looking for Big Ten basketball ready today, if you guys are watching Purdue and Wisconsin, 75 to 69. Wisconsin now drops two straight and looking like they will pull out of the top 25 or the top 10. Other games going around that are top 25, not there yet today. Looking over on Monday's schedule. Virginia, Miami, that's a big game going on at 6 o'clock. Kansas, number 8, Jayhawks got Kansas State. Kansas struggling this year a little bit. Kansas has been on a little bit of a stint, and I'm kind of liking it because the Jayhawks have had their claim to fame for too long, too long in the Blue Bloods. But if you guys are also looking at your college basketball standings for the Big 12, because I didn't go into that, Houston is sitting at currently number one in the conference, 6-3. and three. Kansas, 6-3 and three as well. Baylor will now move to 6-3 and three after that win versus Iowa State. As well, I'm also looking at the Jayhawks schedule, not Kansas. Or not Baylor's. Iowa State currently sitting at four, tied at four with a three-way tie or tied at three as a three-way tie. So now Iowa State will drop down. Texas Tech may take that up, and they may sit with TCU at five and four. So Big 12 Conference basketball ready to go, moving out here. And, guys, college basketball is just heating up. This is the fun part of the year. It's getting there. We're getting ready to go. Conference tournaments are getting ready to start here. We still have plenty of time. They won't start till the end of February. I know it's early, but we got it. So, with that, other teams are making moves in the MLB. The Orioles just picked up Corbin Burns as well. Jorge Polanco goes to the Mariners. A couple other big pickups there, but baseball right now, that one's starting to heat up. Also, I'll throw a little bit of college baseball into this mix. If you guys don't know who this is, um, please go give him a look up. He is one of the best coaches in college baseball, actually the most winningest head coach in college baseball history. Mike Martin passed away at the tender age of, I believe it was 78, 79. Um, He was the head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Absolute legend on the baseball diamond when it comes to college coaching. Absolute legend as a player as well in Florida State history. But he had a tenure there at Florida State, got them to numerous trips to Omaha in the College World Series. 
Um, in his last coaching year, he was able to get back to Omaha. Sad to say he did not win a national title. I would have been rooting for Florida State if they had that opportunity in a national title game just for Mike Martin. Fantastic coach. Fantastic knowledge of baseball. I learned out a lot from watching videos on him. But kind of, that's all I got, folks. Um, we can go through a little bit of, oh, I guess new shows that I've been watching or shows that I have been picking up back on. I don't know. Sorry, I made a flip of the script here. I don't have, excuse me, I don't have Pokemon. So I can't do fun stuff like that. I can't talk about it. But we'll throw it, we'll throw all this stuff in here. I've been watching shows, movies, everything, stuff like that. Just kind of getting back into it. What was I watching last night? Pacific Rim. Also, I'm really sorry. I do like Pacific Rim still. The acting in it and the script is so bad. It's freaking horrible, dude. The writing is like a Hallmark card, man. The delivery of the lines is worse. It's like the Hallmark movie. Oh, my gosh. I will still sit and watch Pacific Rim because watching giant robots kick some alien ass is hilarious and fun and just okay. But, dude, I, I don't think I have watched that movie in so long to realize... This writing is so corny. It is so bogus. Sorry for you guys. You're making more money than I am over there on the writing squad for that movie. But, oh, it was so cringy. Oh, my gosh. Nope. Okay. Moving on. But I really haven't been getting into, like, new shows. I actually, okay, so take that back. So I got into The Boys. If you guys haven't watched The Boys, that one's a fantastic show. Um, Yes. If you guys haven't figured it out from TikTok or anything, Homelander is psychotic. He is crazy. That's fine. But The Boys is a good watch. Plenty of action for your interested fo- or people that need just some ADHD like pickup back on there. Go get that. It's fun. It's a good sit down and watch. I watched both seasons of Reacher um, within days. I finished both seasons of that, which Reacher is honestly good. And I will say this. It is so funny. I got to look up just to make sure I don't butcher this. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher television series. There we go. Because I got to get the actor right because I'm going to mess it up. So, Alan Richardson, er, Richson, if you guys have watched Blue Mountain State, you know Richson's work and you know how Thad Castle is of just the needs mojitos, just total... Horned up, like, just athlete, dumbass, go, jock, everything, frat boy, all that. You know how Thad Castle is on that show. You flip it to the seriousness of a special investigator in the Army and just total jacked man. Um, Let's see. Dry humor. Just... Totally will bash your face in all that. It is a total 180 from Blue Mountain State to Jack Reacher, and it makes me laugh so hard every freaking time I watch the show. Like, I mean, just everything. Because you see the Thad mannerisms in the Jack Reacher character, but yet it's not Thad. And then you really, I need to go back and look to see if that could be true for the Blue Mountain State thing, even though that was way ahead of the time. But, oh, my God, it's funnier than hell just watching it and knowing that the scream can come at any moment of just a, get out! 
out. And I can't do it right because I will hurt myself and you guys don't want to hear that. Oh, my God. Funnier than shit. But watch Jack Reacher. That one's good. Um, I did watch an interesting movie. This one we figured out. So when we were fishing, um, went fishing for work in Wyoming um, to go film it. And I was... Uh, they were talking about this Indian reservation that we were next to. If you guys haven't known about this, this is a true story. Uh, the Wind River Indian Reservation out in Wyoming. Um, they did make a movie about it. Jeremy Renner. Love Jeremy Renner. Uh, this was actually, to the knowledge of what I was told and to everything that I've seen, this was actually one of the most closest representations told of it, of the, of the cases. So... Um, I will say this movie is definitely not for the faint of heart. Like, I can deal with a lot of stuff, and I know a couple of buddies that have said the same thing. Like, guys that I work with said that they had a struggle watching it. Like, yes, it is. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And there's nothing, I will say, if you're wondering about a political bias or anything of that, no, there is nothing about it. But it does show you how the hardships of the reservation kind of work, which is actually really interesting to see. But it also is just a good move. Like, it is super well done. Like, it it does this case pretty well. So, and if I offend somebody on that, I am so sorry. I It's what I do on watching stuff. I don't try to offend people. Don't take that the wrong way. But... I, I thoroughly actually enjoyed the movie for as serious of a case as it was. I thought it was super well done and a good idea. So if you guys, that's on Prime if you guys want to go watch that. Like I said, it's not for the faint of heart. So just do with that what you will. There's your trigger warning, I guess you could say. Um, I didn't mean to make that sound such of an asshole, but there probably does need to be a trigger warning for that, I guess. I never know when to put trigger warnings in. Because I feel like everybody always overdoes it. And thank God we're, yeah, I don't know. I feel like everybody always overdoes a trigger warning. It's like there's a trigger warning about everything. Like, oh, it's going to make you smile, but it's like a, it's a offensive joke, trigger warning kind of deal. I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing? But anyways, we're not going to dive into political debates because that's not what we do on this podcast, which is good. We love that. We don't love diving into that stuff. You ever wonder, like, what it's like to go back and be a kid again? That's what we want to do so we don't have to deal with thinking about all the stupid stuff that goes on on that side of the world. But, like, just the political aspects of all that shit. But, Wind River, like I said, not for the faint of heart. Good watch. Trying to see what else I've really watched. Lone Survivor watched that the other night. Young Sheldon on Netflix. If is um they're releasing new seasons on Netflix that one's coming but if you guys haven't watched Young Sheldon it's basically and it's been out for so long so it's not really a spoiler alert but it is Jim Parsons narrates when Sheldon is not talking but they go back and show 10-year-old Sheldon or 8 9-year-old Sheldon in high school going through all that the gal the girl who plays Missy makes it so perfect she is funny it's hilarious. like it is literally what you think of Missy from how he describes it when Sheldon is in the Big Bang Theory. She does a fantastic job of portraying it. Um, Georgie is hilarious of just the mullet-headed simpleton, according to Sheldon. Absolutely funny. Love it. Sheldon's Mima, I think, is funnier than fucking shit. It is perfect of how represent, like how the representation of the show told it, 
like told it specifically in the Big Bang Theory. I love it. The actress who plays his mom, perfect as well. Because you see the mom in Young Sh- or in Sheldon or with Sheldon in the Big Bang Theory a couple times. It's the same way. Different actress, though. Different actress that plays it, but she's played the same way, and it's awesome. So, Young Sheldon's a good watch. If you haven't watched that on Netflix, go do so. Game shows I really haven't been into. Video games. If you guys are looking for it, the new MLB The Show 24, that one's coming out pretty quick here. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. actually got released as cover athlete for it. A lot of people are questioning that. Which I don't I don't know if you should be or not. I kinda had there was something I saw on TikTok where it was why not they had a bunch of different covers and one of them was Corey Seeger going yard in the World Series. I personally thought that would be and it was the part of the background cover which was faded was Corey going through the swing and then the main photo on that cover was Corey flipping the bat. And granted, JC's gonna hate me for this because it was a Ranger. But I think that that would just go hard. Like, tell me that would not be the cool cover for a baseball game. Vladdy has his his claim to it. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is there. I want to know, do you think the show got it right or got it wrong? What other cover athletes do you think could be on there? I don't know. We'll find out. But, guys, I think that's all I got for today. I got some house cleaning to still do. I've got some brewskis to kind of sip on and just go through my day. But we'll make sure we get this out to you today. If not, it'll be out tomorrow. But whenever you guys listen to it, we hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, we just love doing it for you. It is such a fun day. It's such a fun thing to do. Just hang out with everybody and go through it. Just talk about random stuff. If I went on too long of a tangent, oh, well, sorry. That's what I do. It's my podcast. It's not yours. Although we still want it to be a people's podcast. So if you guys have different conversation points, let us know. We already had somebody interested in being a guest here. And if they listen to this podcast and they last this long, don't worry. I did not forget about your comment that you made on the post. Trust uh, Or on my TikTok story. I did not. I did not. I did not. I did not. Blue River bow hunting. If you guys are still out there. We'll have plenty of posts for you on the stories. I know you guys have been um, following my page for a little while, my personal one on TikTok. But if you guys, we'll try to see if we can figure out some some way to get you on here because I was thinking about doing that. If we have to run solo again, we'll definitely do it. But you guys are going to be coming up with turkey hunting season here too. So I know you guys are going to be sitting much rather turkey hunting than you are wanting to be on a podcast because we don't talk much hunting on this one. That's just me. But shout out to you guys at Blue River Bow Hunting for um, – wanting to come on and give us some support. So we appreciate all the stuff that we can get from you guys and all the stuff we get from the fans in general. So without further ado, guys, episode number 78 of The Covert Show is coming to a close. We have reached the one-hour mark pretty much. We're damn near close. It's going to be 59 minutes. So hopefully you guys enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Whatever day you guys listen to, enjoy the rest of it. Enjoy the start of it. Whatever. Just go out, have fun, make somebody smile, all the yada yada stuff that just the world goes round. That's my long-winded goodbye. So without further ado, thank you for listening to The Covert Show. Peace out.